Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another praise you, and not your own mouth, someone else, and not your own lips. Stone is heavy, and sand is a burden, but provocation by a fool is heavier than both. Anger is cruel, and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. He who is full loathes honey, but to the hungry even what is bitter tastes sweet. Like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of one's friend springs from his earnest counsel. Do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father, and do not go to your brother's house when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbour nearby than a brother far away. Be wise, my son, and bring joy to my heart. Then I can answer anyone who treats me with contempt. The prudent sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Take the garment of one who puts up security for a stranger. Hold it in pledge if he does it for a wayward woman. If a man loudly blesses his neighbour early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. A quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping on a rainy day. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. And as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. This is the word of the Lord. Well, we're not thinking about quarrelsome wives uh, this morning. We are we're thinking about friendship. Uh, we've been uh, we've been doing a series in uh, Proverbs, and we've been thinking about different topics. And, and today it is friendship. So let's pray, uh, and then look at uh, some of what Proverbs has to say. James uh, chapter two, verse twenty-three says, "Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend." Father God, we thank you that we have a chance to consider this topic of friendship this morning. And we pray that each of us uh, would leave here confident that we are, like Abraham, uh, your friends. Uh, And we pray that friendship with you will impact our friendships with one another, that we might be wise friends uh, to those you have placed in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Friendship is a beautiful thing. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, and it's something I'm sure most of us want in life. We we crave it because we are wired for friendship. Uh, it's not surprising that when we see things about friendship, we're often drawn in. Uh, whether it's a book that talks about a, a great friendship, or uh, the movie or TV show that shines the light on an unlikely friendship, or the many songs that have been written about friendship that are etched in our memories. Uh, songs like Stevie Wonders, That's What Friends Are For, or Queens, You're My Best Friend, 
or the Rembrandts, uh, I'll be there for you. Or Randy Newman's, you've got a friend in me. Uh, we love these things about friendship because we love the idea of friendship. We hope for it because it's desirable. But at different stages in life, we feel the absence of friendship. Uh, maybe a friend moves to another city. Maybe we don't have the close friend that we've hoped for uh, or we've struggled to make friends. Maybe friends have let us down or we've let them down and we're, we're no longer friends. Or perhaps close friends have passed away. And in the absence of, of friendship, we've experienced loneliness. Now for every movie or, or song or TV show that highlights friendship, uh, I guarantee there are just as many, if not more, that highlight loneliness. Uh, in the Beatles song, Eleanor Rigby, it, it repeatedly mentions all the lonely people. Eric Carmen sang, All by Myself. The Backstreet Boys sang, Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely. And Akon, my favourite, sang, All About Being Lonely. And all of these songs were, were popular at once because feeling lonely is something that's all too relatable in this life. And maybe more so in, in recent years with, with all that's happened. And I know some of us uh, do love our own company, uh, and it's good to be able to enjoy that, but we've also been created for relationship with God and, and with each other. Uh, it is not good for man to be alone, said God, when he created the world and, and created man. And God has, has blessed us with this gift of friendship to ensure that we're not alone in this life. But you and I know that friendship is hard. And so we're going to do a simple thing this morning. We're seeing what the Bible has to say about friendship. Uh, so uh, do grab a Bible, uh, if you haven't got one already, there are some on your seats, and see for yourself what it says as we go. And we're in Proverbs for the most part, which is a great place to be, because it shows us what wise friends are like. Uh, and what I've been praying this week is that as a church, we'd be wise in our friendships. Uh, we'll think about five things that Proverbs teaches us about wise friendships, all starting with the letter C. Uh, the first thing that we learn is that a wise friend is a close friend. Uh, Proverbs 18.24 says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Uh, there are some people in life who take the, the quantity over quality approach when it comes to friendships, and they often end up spreading themselves quite thin, so it works against them. And these so-called friendships are actually more like acquaintances. Uh, it's like the person who has 4,000 friends on Facebook, and we know that there's no way that they're really friends with all of these people. Paul Tripp, who's a, a Christian author, writes this, We live in interwoven networks of terminally casual relationships. We live with the delusion that we know one another, but really we don't. And he goes on to take aim at our idea of fellowship. He says, we use the word fellowship too loosely, and our, our idea of fellowship is often short of the mark. Because we think that surface-level conversation, uh, knowing some basic details about one another, classifies as fellowship. Now, as uh, someone who uses the word fellowship a lot, I, I feel personally attacked, uh, but he's got a point. If you know the suburb someone lives in, or, or the type of work they do, or the number of kids they have, but you know very little about their struggle in the faith or uh, what they go through every day, 
what's happening behind the, the well-maintained personal boundaries, uh, then do you really know them at all? Uh, now, these can be people who we consider true friends who are going through struggles that, that we know nothing about. And he concludes uh, this, this kind of privatism is not just practiced by the lonely unbeliever, but it is rampant in the church as well. So if we want to be wise with our friendships, we need to be, pulling, uh, we need to be willing to let people in closer. Now obviously that can be taken too far, uh, and we're all aware of the, the friend who overshares with every detail. But I imagine for most of us that, that's not actually our danger. Uh, in this book, uh, True Friendship by Vaughan Roberts, uh, which I recommend to you uh, to read if, you, if you'd like to think more about a, a Christian approach to friendship. Um, in the book he talks about the TV show Friends and how it inspired an entire generation to, to dream about the types of friendships where friends end up being like family. Uh, because there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that's not to say that there are no places, uh, there's no place for acquaintances, but let's not mistake acquaintances as close friends. Uh, to the point where we actually neglect close friendships. I think it's a mistake that actually many people in, in ministry make. Uh, and, and it's something I know I've, I've had to change my thinking on over the years. A, a wise friend is a close friend. Secondly, a wise friend is a consistent friend. Uh, Proverbs 17, verse 17. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. You may have experienced those fair-weather friends who leave you the moment there's any sort of sign of difficulty. And sometimes it's because they feel an awkwardness and they're not really sure what to do or say. But at other times, it's simply because life has gotten hard. Uh, Matthew Henry describes these people like the bird, the swallow. They fly to you in the summer, but they disappear in the winter. They're nowhere to be seen in, nowhere to be seen in times of tragedy or of distress, but a wise friend is one who loves at all times, through the good, that's for sure, but through the bad times as well. And this is something that we're not always great at as Christians. When a brother or sister fails in some way, uh, perhaps morally, too often we, we cut off friendships prematurely. This verse reminds us of the friend who will remain by our side, even at our lowest point. Uh, and what a treasure it is to, to have friends like that, to have one friend like that. Uh, sometimes in life, hardships actually end up showing us the friends who are consistent uh, and those who we can depend on, and they sometimes weed out those flaky friendships. Proverbs 19.4 says, Wealth brings many friends, but a poor man's friend deserts him. Or 19 verse 7, A poor man is shunned by his relatives. How much more do his friends avoid him? Uh, it's, it's, it's devastating when we lose friendships that we thought were, were rock solid. Uh, but these verses are pointing out that sometimes it actually happens in life. It isn't easy for us, but in the long run, it's probably a good thing. True friends are those who stick around when the going gets tough. So when, you, when you're grieving, they'll be the ones who come and sit with you. When you're coming to terms with the end of the marriage, uh, they're there with you. When you lose your job and your motivation is low, they'll, they'll be there to encourage you. When you've made terrible choices in life, they are still there 
by your side. See, a wise friend is consistent. Now, sometimes the, the low points in our lives are out of our control. At other times, they're actually self-inflicted. And along with being close and, and consistent, uh, the third way uh, a wise friend acts is a wise friend is willing to challenge us. Uh, Proverbs 27, verses 5 and 6, which we're in the reading today, say, uh, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. We all need friends who are willing to challenge us in these ways. And it's a terrible thing when a, a so-called friend won't say anything when they see us sliding further and further into sin. Worse still, when, when such friends compliment us in our sins. The friends who, who claim to love us but will, will say or do nothing as they see us self-destructing. But the wise friend is the one who is willing to speak when they need to, when they see the need. They do so realizing that it might impact the friendship. They are willing to wound us now, knowing that it's going to be for our good in the long run. Just as a doctor is there to kind of help us get better and not just tell us that everything's going great when it isn't, so a friend has that similar responsibility at the right time. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. But there's more to that verse. Uh, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Now that was literally the case with Judas right before Jesus was arrested in the garden and eventually crucified. He kisses Jesus. So, uh, Ju uh, Jesus. He kisses Jesus. So the chief priests would know who to arrest. Now be aware of the friends who will only ever compliment us, and be willing to listen to the friend who will speak the truth to us in love. When a friend says, Joel, I've noticed you doing this recently, and I, I think you need to address this. It's not a helpful thing. Listen to them. Weigh up what they have to say. It's very easy to be defensive when a, a friend does challenge us, particularly a, a close friend who, who we know cares about us. And it could be because we, we know they're right. But just like a wound, uh, give it time and it will heal. And one, one warning for us, remember that these are the wounds of a friend and, and not an enemy. And if you're not a friend to someone, there's, there's some wisdom in knowing when it's not your place to speak. Uh, this verse in Proverbs isn't a license to tear someone down just to make yourself feel good. It's something that's, that's being done for their good. So a wise friend is, is willing to challenge us. Next, a wise friend will offer us counsel. Proverbs 27.9 Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of one's friend springs from his earnest counsel. Uh, there are so many different decisions and difficult decisions that we have to make in life. Times where it's helpful to, to have insight from someone else. Uh, sometimes we're, we're too close to something to, to make wise decisions. And sometimes we feel out of our depth. And, and the counsel of a friend at those times reassures us. And a friend is, is, is a really great blessing uh, if they can do that. Complex situations can, can feel a whole lot more hopeless. Uh, uh, sorry, a whole lot more hopeful as the result of the counsel of a friend. Uh, there's this TV show called... Old people's, homes for, old people's Home for Teenagers. Uh, don't be put off by the title. Uh, but it's a, it's a program that's aimed to 
increase the health and well-being of older people. And the way it works, uh, they get these retirees alongside the most notoriously difficult demographic that there is, the teenagers. And uh, many of the participants have, have one thing in common, loneliness. Uh, there's teenagers who we imagine would be fairly social, uh, and they speak of spending the whole day in their rooms. There are retirees who, who uh, have all the time in the world who speak of their lack of connection, uh, their lack of confidence and motivation to get outside the house. And the retirees sort of uh, naturally pair up with these teenagers in this experiment, and after some initial awkwardness, they start to form a connection. Uh, one guy on there is, is Ken, who's a retired sea captain. He's 93 years old, and he's been living with his dog for 11 years after his wife passed away. And he becomes friends with 14-year-old Louis, who, whose dad died two years prior. Uh, there's 74-year-old widow Cecilia, who's paired with the teenage Lily, who, who uh, both have this shared Chinese heritage. There's retired computer technician Jim, who's paired with young video gamer Miles. And over time, these friendships grow. And it's so obvious the ways that both parties benefit from people who are so different to them uh, in some ways, and yet also who share a number of similarities. And it's wonderful seeing the ways these friendships blossom. And even the advice that the groups are able to give to one another. Uh, and I point this out uh, to show, uh, I point out this show because I think these kind of intergenerational friendships are, are vital in the life of a church. It's so important to have the wisdom of the elderly passed on to the young. In this ever-changing world, it's, it's often surprising how much the young can positively influence the elderly as well. And if you've ever had those types of friendships yourself, I'm sure in most cases you were better off for it. Now, they're not the only friendships we need, of course, but when it comes to wise counsel, it's worth making the most of, of those around us, those you see uh, in the chairs beside, it, beside you and in front of you and behind you. Now, one example of a, a friend offering wise counsel in the Bible occurs in the friendship of David and Jonathan. Uh, in 1 Samuel 23, David has just learned that Saul was coming to take his life, and no doubt he would have been unsettled by that, uh, probably stronger emotions than that. But what does Jonathan do? He reminds him that God had promised to make David king over Israel. He offered him words of reassurance, and that is what good friends do for us. How wonderful it is when in times of uncertainty or, or worry, a friend offers us some biblical counsel that reminds us of what's what. They help us to rem uh, remember what is true, what is good. The flip side of that is, that is a friend who is constantly offering us worldly advice that, that's actually unhelpful. Earnest counsel brings us joy. And that's something a, a wise friend will offer us. Uh, one small thing to notice before we move on. Uh, there can be wisdom in having close friendships with people of the same sex. Uh, it's not always the case, uh, and it's certainly not a, a blanket rule by any means, but I think it is a, a wisdom thing, and it, it's worth us considering when we consider friendships. Now, the next uh, thing we see, finding wise friends requires careful consideration. Proverbs 12:26. 
A righteous man is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Something wise about thinking through the impact of our friendships. Uh, as Christians, it's worth asking at times, is this friendship actually helping me grow in my faith or is it actually hindering my faith? Uh, when we're growing up, it's not uncommon for our parents to ask us, where are you going and who are you going with? Uh, and when they ask who we're going with, certain names often bring more comfort than others because Proverbs 13.20, I heard a few chuckles from the parents there, uh, he who walks with the wise grows wise but a companion of fools suffers harm. Like it or not, the, the company we keep will influence us. Uh, that's not to say that we, we shouldn't have those difficult friendships where, where we know someone needs a friend. It's definitely not to say that we shouldn't have non-Christian friends, because absolutely we should. But remember, there's a, a limit to the wisdom that those friendships provide. Because a wise friend is ultimately someone who acknowledges their need for God above all else. Uh, when it comes to our non-Christian friends, it's worth considering, are, are we influencing our friends more than they're influencing us? Because the company we keep will influence us. And Proverbs, said, if it, uh, Proverbs says, if our friends are foolish, we will suffer for it. Consider your friends carefully. Proverbs 17, uh, 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We all need those types of friendships that will sharpen us, that will help us to keep growing in the Christian faith. So there are the five things that Proverbs teaches us about wise friendships. Five C's. Wise friends are close. They are consistent. They're willing to challenge us. They offer us counsel, and we need to consider them carefully. Uh, and there's much more that we could think about. Uh, we could think about the importance of forgiveness in friendship, we could think about the importance of discretion in friendship or loyalty or honesty. Uh, we could think about sacrifice in friendship. But none of those start with the letter C, so we won't. Uh, we, we just don't have time to, to cover all those things, uh, but I encourage you to keep reading Proverbs and, and looking out for what it has to say on, on some of those other themes. Uh, it's often surprising, I think. So we've thought about what wise friends look like. Uh, and I know some of you here have, have some wonderful friendships that you absolutely cherish. Uh, and it's wonderful to see those uh, from time to time. There will also be some friendships that are slowly developing. But I imagine there are some here uh, that are thinking, where do I find a friend like that? Echoing the words of Proverbs 20, verse 6. Many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man who can find Maybe a wise friend is something that's evaded us in our life. Maybe we've had experiences where we've been let down by our friends. Maybe we've given up on the idea of a wise friend because of the hurt that past friendships have caused us. Or maybe we've just simply struggled to make friends, to click with others. We've had the uh, church life survey recently, which a, a number of you have filled out. Uh, you've still got a, a week, week or two left to do that <coughs> if you haven't yet. Uh, but one, one stat that I've noticed so far, almost one in three people at St. Stephen's have struggled to make friends at church. One in three people. I, I'm sure that there will be different reasons for that, but we need to reflect on things like that. Every third person 
Uh, it may be that some of us feel that capacity in our friendships. <coughs> it may be that we're not open enough to the possibilities of, of new friendships. Another possibility, uh, perhaps we're not all that great when it comes to being a friend to others. Uh, there's an old poem which, which sums this up well. I went out to find a friend, but did not find one there. I went out to be a friend, and friends were everywhere. If you're struggling in friendship, uh, it's worth trying to be a friend. Not so that you have lots of friends, but be a friend for the sake of others. And it's a big shift in the way some of us think about friendship. Too often we're thinking, what, what can I get out of this? Uh, and we're selfish in our friendships. But as we see uh, what, what a wise friend looks like, God is calling us, first and foremost, to be wise friends. Be wise friends. Uh, one friend of ours has, has often puzzled me uh, in that they seem to have more friendships than, than the average person. But the more I think about it, uh, the more I realise it's because they have been such a good friend to others. And it should come as no surprise that, that friendships often work like that. If we want friends who are close and consistent, who challenge us and who offer us wise counsel, if we want a friend who is all of those things, well, we need to be a friend who is all of those things. And while, while it's good for us to seek to be wise friends, we should also realise that, that in this life, our friends will let us down. And we will let our friends down. Don't expect from your friends what you can only expect from God. Don't expect from your friends what you can only expect from God. See, we've been offered friendship with one who will never let us down. Hear these words from John 15, verse 15, where Jesus says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. And what sort of friend is Jesus? The one who lay down his life for his friends. He is closer than a brother, consistent in his love for us, challenging us, counselling us through his word and by his spirit. He is the friend who was a friend to us even when we weren't friends to him. He's the friend who forgives us when we ask for forgiveness. The friend who builds us up, he is the friend of sinners. Uh, and we're going to sing a song in a moment that reminds us of the friendship that we now have in Jesus. Uh, and let me read the first couple of verses. Jesus, friend of sinners, loved me ere I knew him, drew me with his cords of love, tightly bound me to him. Round my heart, still closely twined, the ties that none can sever, for I am his and he is mine, forever and forever. Here is the, the friendship that each of us desperately needs. The friend who gives us so much more than we deserve. Here is the friendship that helps us even in the face of unbearable loneliness. A friendship that shapes us and allows us to be wise friends to those around us. May we all know this friendship well. Let me pray.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for offering us this gift of friendship through Jesus. And we pray for, for any of us here this morning who, who haven't yet experienced friendship with you, that you would stir up our hearts and, and help us to see what we're missing, that we be clear on what needs to be done in order to become your friends. Father, we thank you for the gift of friendship uh, that you give us with one another. And we pray that you would help us, uh, first and foremost, to be wise friends. Forgive us for the times where we failed in our friendships. And if there are uh, people in our lives, uh, old friends or friends who we've lost contact with, help us to be wise in thinking about uh, how we can continue to be wise friends going forward. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'll invite the band.